This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Meet Sports Alcohol for Tuesday, October 12th. I'm your co-host, Dylan. I'm Jamo. We have an awesome show for you today. Uh, first, we have an interview with Nick Myers. He's the host of the Half Street High Heat, a Washington national podcast. We do a little uh, baseball playoff preview, uh, talk about you know who he's rooting for, who he's picking, and just how he feels about the Nationals, which, spoiler alert, it's not great. Speaking of spoilers, uh, after the interview, we do another edition of Talking Locks. Uh, This time we talk Succession Season 3, what Dylan, I think, is going to happen in Season 3 of the show. And I think we absolutely nailed it. We might be right about every single one of these. There's going to be some dumps taken on the floor. There's going to be some murder. It's going to be an exciting season of television. Take it away, chat. We now welcome on Nick Myers. Uh, he's host of Half Street High Heat, a Washington Nationals podcast. Nick, thanks for joining us. Excited to talk some baseball with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Sweet. Well, uh, my first question is, I've been talking a lot of shit about the Braves. I live in Atlanta and I'm not a Braves fan. Is there any chance that they win the World Series in your mind? Because they looked pretty good today. You know, the common maybe not common sense, but common knowledge will tell you no, just because, you know, they were what 88 wins in a very weak NL East. Uh, My Nats were in that NL East. So I know how much of a dumpster fire that division was. And the fact that the Braves, who was probably everyone's division favorite coming into the year, only managed 88 wins. I understand Acuna goes down. They had some injuries throughout the season, but the fact that they only had 88 wins is like, you know, what's going on with the Braves. But they do look like one of those teams where they kind of turn it on in the postseason, And, you know, the Brewers so far have not proved to be one of those teams that can turn it on in the postseason. So I think World Series might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think people forget they were one game away from the World Series last year. So as much as I hate to admit it, I think, you know, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world. Yeah, everyone here is complaining about the, the times of those games, like 1 p.m. I think it was today. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. for a playoff game is so stupid. It's true. Also, I think people uh, who cares about the Brewers versus the Braves, really. (laughs) But like MLB has, well, I mean, that's fair, but like MLB has a marketing problem in general, and you're not doing yourself any favors doing a playoff game on 1 p.m. on a Monday. Like, and and even for like the West, if it was 1 p.m. on the West Coast, Maybe because it's like 4 p.m. here, or I don't know where you guys are, but you said you're in Atlanta. So like East Coast, it's 4 p.m. So that's a little bit more doable, but it's 10 a.m. on the West Coast. Like nobody's watching that game. You're not growing your game at all. So it's just pretty infuriating. It's insane that last night the the Rays-Red Sox game was like a classic playoff baseball game. Right. Insane controversial ending. And it was on the MLB network. Like who – like – how is that even it can't be a classic game if it's on the MLB network like that how is that possible <laughs> yeah that's it, it's also going up against football which you know as yeah. much as people try to go up against football you're always going to lose that 
But again, yeah, you're not doing yourself any favors because like the, the football game last night went into a lightning delay. So people easily could have turned to the game and been like, oh, I'm going to watch this while I wait for football to come back. And they didn't even have the option because, uh, you know, it's on MLB Network and not everyone has that. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I mean, the the scheduling has just been awful. But I feel like otherwise the playoffs have been just super entertaining, like across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, from like the the crazy rule, you know, the Red Sox raise yeah. like double mm-hmm. thing, and then yesterday with the White Sox, the guy running to first base. What have you enjoyed about the playoffs so far? The best thing about the playoffs is always the storylines. Like last year, I mean, we got the wild playoffs with you know eight teams making it on each side, so that was a story in itself. But obviously, like Rosarena going on the run, he went on um was a storyline and obviously the Dodgers were still a storyline in that point because they you know playoff failure after playoff failure so the fact that they got over a hump was you know uh, a storyline itself so that's really what I'm looking for so I love the controversy you know like you said the weird ground rule double rule that you know is just one in a million chance and uh the Jose Abreu was it no was it Abreu no it was Grandal Grand, Grand that's Dahl. right. Yeah, it was Grandal yeah, yeah. running yeah. clearly, like might as well have been running past the pitcher's mound, like for <laughs> how far inside he was. Because the Nats actually got banged on that. And in the World Series of all things, uh Trey Turner was not even as far as Grandal was. Like he was kind of in between the line and uh and the grass, and he got called out on that play. I think it was like games game five or game six, the World Series. So that was like PTSD for Nats fans, but you know. I'm all for the controversy, especially when my team's not involved. I mean, that that's what brings eyes to to the sport. So as painful as it might be for fans in the moment, it's great for uh, when you have no invested interest in it. Yeah, just as a bystander on the right, side. Exactly. And both wildcard games were pretty good, too, because you got I mean, obviously you got Yankees, Red Sox. I know you said you're a Yankees fan, so I'm sure you weren't as big a fan of it. But, uh, you know, Yankees, uh, Red Sox and Cardinals, Dodgers. I mean, you can't do much better than that. As a Nats fan, uh, host of a Nats podcast, seeing Trey Turner and Max Scherzer not only be very successful on the very successful Dodgers, but be kind of proclaimed as like the best trade deadline acquisition of all time. Scherzer was on Cy Young pace. Trey Young was basically, I mean, (laughs) Trey Turner was basically (laughs) an, an NL MVP candidate for the second half of the year. Is it like a, a girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend where you're like happy to see them do good, like do better without you? Or is it like, are you brutally jealous? Is this tough for you to watch? Are you rooting against the Dodgers? It's definitely tough to watch, but uh, it is kind of like one of those, you know, you wish them the best type deals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, especially for Max, uh, he, you know, was dominant forever. It seems like, and you know, he finally got one with the Nats towards the end of his time with the Nats. So, you know, that that was long overdue. But now that he's kind of towards the end of his career, you do want to see him cash in on hopefully another one. So uh, that that's fine. It, it was definitely tough seeing Trey Turner go because as Nats fans, we saw, you know, Bryce Harper go. We saw Anthony Rendon go like we managed to keep Steven Strasburg. But who knows if he even pitches again? Like it, it just hasn't been a good time since the World Series uh, for, for Nats fans. Um, So seeing Trey Turner go, who was, you know, unquestionably one of the favorites uh, for the team, you know, with Juan Soto, 
seeing him go was pretty tough. Um, you know, the, the, some Nats fans will tell you like, oh, it's smart of them because we flipped them for prospects, which we didn't have much of. And then we're just going to sign them back. I'm kind of of the opposite mindset where it's like now that they're gone, you've ripped off the Band-Aid, like just go all in on this rebuild or tank or whatever you want to call it. Like we do have some promising pieces. Obviously, we still have Juan Soto's, you know, top three player in the game. So, you know, you can build it back up. It might take some time, but you can build it back up. But signing a 30, 31 year old Trey Turner is not going to do you anything. And signing a 38 year old Max Scherzer isn't going to do you anything either. So it is kind of a wish them the best. And, you know, they've meant so much to this franchise that I'm never going to root against them or anything like that. Yeah. But it's got to hurt being on the Dodgers. Yeah. It's, (laughs) but it's also just like to, to put it like, very dumb or dumbly stupidly whatever like going from a red uniform to a blue uniform just feels like the exact opposite it's not even like nats dodgers like east coast west coast it's like for some reason seeing him the exact opposite color is just like so wrong to me for some reason damn yeah i i can't stand the dodgers and my players aren't even being traded there (laughs) they're the worst uh one quick yankees question because i'm a yankees fan and yeah you're, you're the expert with us. Uh, for the Yankees offseason, if you own the Yankees, would you fire Boone? Would you fire Cashman? Would you fire both of them? Or fire every single person in the Yankees franchise not named Stanson, Judge, or Cole? Oh, God. That's – I think – I know it, what I'm it, doing. It, it, it's hard. Like, with, with Cashman – it's hard to fire Cashman, in my opinion, because has he made a move that anyone really came out right away and said that's the wrong move? Like, I can't – I'm not a Yankees fan, but I, I don't think of anything. Like, signing Garrett Cole was the right move. You know, he made the big move for a former NL MVP and John Carlos Stanton. You know, he made the deal at the deadline a few years back, trading away Miller and Chapman – to only re-sign Chapman, but they got Claybert Torres. Like they've made a lot of good moves. So it's like hard to blame Cashman, but at the same time, when you're constantly underperforming, you know, blame has to come down somewhere. So I think, yeah, I think Boone probably needs to go. Like he's got his chance and the Yankees are good enough. Uh, They definitely need more pitching. And it seems like every time the Yankees come up in a preseason or like, spring training conversation it's like oh when severino comes back i feel like severino hasn't pitched in like three years as just you know from the outside looking in so it's hard to depend on a guy like that and then you're you know you're depending on a guy like masahiro tanaka whose ucl was hanging on by a thread and uh i mean i don't even know ja hap and i don't even know who else you guys had behind your like ace but signing one pitcher is just not enough so maybe you blame cashman for that but it feels like that team should always be better than they are. And I, I guess that comes down on the, the manager, but Cashman's definitely on the hot seat too. He's had plenty of time to turn this thing around, even though he has a good resume comparatively to most GMs, but he's had plenty of time. You know, you got to see results. Yeah. I'm probably with you on that. There was a hilarious Severino stat where in these playoffs, like in the wild card game, it was like Severino hasn't given up a run since, early 2019 or something like he's thrown only scoreless innings for two, I mean, two and a half years. I was like, you can't, you can't argue that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's results. Te- technically it's true. 
Can't argue with that. Yeah. Right. I, f- I feel like if, if George Steinbrenner was still around, he would have fired Cashman a long time ago. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. fired, was it, it was Billy Martin. He fired like four different times or something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah so he, he, he definitely would have done people. that. And, yeah. you know, you got to respect it. You know, it's like, what have you done for me lately? So it, it does seem like the Yankees aren't, quite the Yankees it feels like the Dodgers have kind of like replaced what everyone thought the Yankees were or what the Yankees used to be like in the early 2000s or whatever Um, granted the Dodgers like do a great job of trades and and their own prospects so it's not quite like buying your World Series or anything like that but it does seem like the Yankees have kind of like eased up on the throttle or maybe players just don't want to go there anymore like it seemed like every big name free agent uh, once they hit free agency, they're like, oh, they're destined to New York. Like as Nats fans, we heard it with Bryce Harper when he was like second year in the league. Oh, he's destined for pinstripes, like all this stuff. But it it seems like unless the Yankees grossly overpay, people really aren't going there. Or if they get like a diamond in the rough, like they did with LeMahieu a couple of years ago. But yeah. it oh, seems boy. like people don't necessarily want to go there anymore. Like there's other options to go win a title other than the Yankees. Well, that was fittingly depressing. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, somehow the I mean, answer I was looking for and the exact opposite <laughs> answer I was looking for. <laughs> thank you. As Nats, as Nats fans, I mean, it's been all dep- depressing since the World Series. So it's like I got to, you know, share in the misery somehow. Yeah. But you at least have the sentence since the World Series. And that was three years ago. That's true. That's true. We yeah. can hang our hat on. All right, let's tell you especially in the <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a question, not as a host of a Nationals podcast, but what you also do, which is a, being a pitching coach um, mm-hmm. for young players. I've always thought about this. How many kids do you coach that think they're throwing just a ridiculous like curveball or slider, but are actually just throwing the ball slower and it's not really curving nearly as much as they think and it's just <laughs> dropping a little bit? Does that happen? Uh, I would say, yeah, I would say a lot because I coach um, like 12. So I coach like a 12, 13, 14 year. Like I'll follow them all the way up. And then I coach uh, JV baseball as well. Uh, So I'll get like, you know, 14 to 16. But definitely with the younger guys, they're like, oh, man, that's so nasty. When I'm like, you know, if if it's 10 miles an hour slower, slower, right. Can we curse on this podcast? Oh yeah. Yeah. If it's 10 miles an hour slower, right down the dick, like that's not a good pitch. Like, yeah, but you can't, you can't exactly say that to a 12 year old either, unfortunately, but you know, you get that, but then you get the, the kids where it's like, you know, I've worked my whole life to throw a curveball like that. Why can you throw it naturally when you're, you know, don't even know which hand is your right hand. Like it just, it's unfair sometimes, but yeah, you do get some kids that think they're hot shit, but they're not. Just give a Dylan and I a call next time that happens, and you come across a kid who just thinks he's doing <laughs> yeah. gas and it's just terrible. Just we'll we'll, we'll yeah we'll, we'll put him in their place. Up. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. exactly. Right. We'll be All the right. bad cop to your good cop. Perfect. That's what I need. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, makes my job easier. So I figured uh, I figured I would be remiss if I didn't get some White Sox questions in. Uh, I'm a White Sox fan. Jamo's a Yankees fan, as we've gone over. My team is still in the playoffs, if not barely. Um, and I don't know if you saw today, but Ryan Tapera, one of our relief yeah. pitchers, kind of very not subtly accused the Astros of still doing some sketchy stuff 
in terms of potential sign stealing, whatever it might be, um, just based on the fact that they were missing a lot more pitches when they were uh, away compared to when they're at home. How much like validity do you think that has? Do you think that's all just kind of the heat of the moment or do you think, you know, it is, do you think he's, he's fair in, in his criticism there? Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to like completely dismiss it just because of the history. Like I, obviously everyone knows what, what went down, obviously not even that long ago with the Astros. It's not like we're talking about something that happened 20 years ago. And, you know, like, there's only the, you know, head scout is the only guy that, you know, carried over. Like this was only a couple of years ago. And a lot of those pieces are still in place especially with the players who were the ones actively doing it. Um, So you can't completely dismiss it, but I do think it was more heat of the moment where it's like, you know, it's playoffs. You're obviously going to get pissed off that the Astros came out and shelled you the first two games. And I also think, you know, a lot of it can be contributed. The fans are back in the stands and the Astros have had success for several years now, cheating or no cheating, like the success is success, no matter how they got it. So those fans know like what's on the line and winning another one would silence so many people or at least piss more people off, which maybe that's what they're going for now. So like it is, yeah, it is kind of like a home field advantage thing. Like maybe there's something sketchy going on, but at the same time, does anyone really believe the Astros are the only ones cheating? Like, no, they were just the only ones that caught caught. Maybe they were the most egregious with it, but you know, there's definitely other people that are cheating. It came out shortly after the Astros stuff went down that the Rockies were cheating and nobody cared Mm -hmm. because the Rockies suck. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, all these teams are trying to, to cheat somehow. Like it's just the way of the game. And there is ways where it does get too far across the line, like the Astros did. And if it comes out, people are going to get pissed, but to believe your franchise isn't trying to do something like that, or has never tried to do something like that is just wrong. So I think, you know, it was heat at the moment and maybe he was just like, you know, trying to fire his guys up, like chip on their shoulder type thing and whatever. But yeah, I don't put too much stock into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because, you know, I'm watching the game and I'm calling them dirty fucking cheaters every 30 seconds. As you should. As you should. Uh, Yeah. But I don't have a press conference afterwards where I can go then spew that out to everyone. So (laughs) Um, and then a follow up there. I personally feel like uh, rather than playing out these last two games in the Astros White Sox series, that they it should just be a bare knuckle boxing match (laughs) between Dusty Baker and Tony La Russa. And they they have a history. They go way back. They've had some some beef. And I would love for nothing more than to see 78-year-old Larusa bare knuckle box, 72-year-old Dusty Baker. I think I'm probably taking Dusty in that matchup. Uh, Unfortunately, I kind of agree with you, but I, I would take the loss in the series to watch that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I th- Dusty would go like toothpick to the eye or something, you know, dirty yeah. like that, just to kind of one-shot KO type deal. Man, I, I was such a fan of the, the White Sox coming into like over the past couple of years. And obviously that kind of um, spurned from the Giolito trade, uh, obviously with the Nats. And I mean, even at that time, it was like, you know, what, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, we just gave up the Chris sale package for Adam Eaton. And mm-hmm. so, some fans will tell you it was worth it. Like, and it's hard to argue against it, especially because Eaton was on the world series team and had a decent world series. So it's like, it's hard to argue against it, but you know, 
there were all the reports at the time where like the Nats are fully engaged on Chris Sale and Andrew McCutcheon. And then McCutcheon doesn't get dealt or whatever happened there. And they're like, oh, the Nats are focused on Chris Sale. Then Chris Sale gets dealt to Boston. And it's like, all right, the Nats took the Chris Sale package and just gave it for Adam Eaton. And you're just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, why am I getting Adam Eaton now instead of Chris Sale? Like, it's just bullshit. Yeah. So I've been following the White Sox like closely because, of course, Giolito immediately becomes an ace there. And I'm just like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, rooting for them, rooting for them until they hire Tony Russo. I just, it seems like such a bad juxtaposition for a young and upcoming, exciting Tim Anderson, you know, bat flipping on hose and, and you bring in Tony La Russa who like doesn't even know the rules of the game anymore. It's just, it's brutal. Yeah. Trust me. I've, I've felt that way. (laughs) I, 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 I've grown like this weird fondness for him just because he's our dumb old guy right. that yeah, doesn't really know like, what's going on anymore yeah um, it is kind of like and i have syndrome. i have no i have no other uh i have no other choice but to root for him at this point right. and i think it would be pretty hilarious if they somehow ended up pulling it off and they they won in spite of him because i really think at this point he's doing nothing more than just hurting them <laughs> but whatever hey i'm pulling for the guy yeah, let him yeah. get in the ring with Dusty Baker, though. That's when he's going to yeah, pull it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fire up the fans. Yeah, we got to get Jake Paul on that or something. Can someone throw that, <laughs> yeah. that together? Like a Mike Tyson yeah, versus yeah, Roy yeah. Jones Jr. situation? Yeah. Like the, just one of the get some money on the fights. table. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it could uh, be an undercard. <laughs> I have one last question for you. And this also not uh, Washington Nationals podcast hat. But the other hat you wear, which is hosting a movie podcast, right, called <laughs> yeah. uh, Major Motion Podcast, where I saw that last weekend you recommended on the podcast Zodiac as like your film of the week, like yeah. just before news broke of the Zodiac Killer being like anna- like announced who it was. Weird Did you know who the Zodiac timing. Killer was? And like, why no. didn't you tell us? Like, what's going on? Yeah, you had some inside scoop. <laughs> weird fucking timing and like i mean that's it's still a small podcast so like i I didn't get accused or anything like that but it was it was weird weird timing because i was like we reviewed uh the um latest venom on on that and there's like some similarities between like woody harrelson's you know kind of serial killer stuff so i try to keep my recommendations sort of in line with the movie review that week so i was like oh i'm gonna recommend zodiac because there's a lot of like MCU guys like Robert Downey Jr., Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo being the leads in that. I was like, oh, this is kind of fitting. And it's literally about, you know, one of the most prominent serial killers ever. And then like hours later after I published it, it's like, oh, Zodiac Killer finally identified. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, that's not, I mean, it kind of worked, but it it was just weird how that all shook out. Next week, you're going to recommend Brian Laundrie's like secret hideout yeah i was gonna say yeah (laughs) Yeah. like some area 51 or you know the latest national treasure movie i don't know (laughs) (laughs) some long lost mystery that's that's awesome well thanks so much for joining us talking baseball really appreciate it i call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers now watch this drive and now we have talking locks first time we've done this in a while uh but we have talking locks succession edition as many of you may know 
Uh, JMO and I are big succession guys, huge succession guys. New season of succession comes out this Sunday, October 17th. And ahead of that, uh, we wanted to get some blocks out there. What we think is for sure going to happen. Don't know if there's betting lines on this yet, but hopefully there will be. I was going to say there must be right. I mean, there's, there's lines for everything these days. Probably not lines yes. for what we're about to say because the odds are going to be too in favor of these things happening because they're locks. Um, but yeah. I'm so fired up. I, yeah, especially as like I'm more excited for this than anything really sports related because all my teams suck right now. And so, yeah, I don't want to watch the Giants yeah. lose on Sunday. I might as well watch, might as well watch uh, Roy just scream some people out, out of. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was maybe yesterday was maybe my most stressful sports day I can remember in a while with the Bengals Packers game being just a heart attack on top of a heart attack with a million missed field goals and a million stupid coaching decisions into the White Sox game, which was like a five run comeback for them. And I just the whole time was like, man, next Sunday when I can just watch succession. And I just know it's going to be a good episode. There's not, there's not stress and anxieties. It's just, it's it's just a show. It's a scripted show. It's the peaceful aura of corporate warfare and family turmoil. That's what I need really to calm down. Yeah. Somebody else's pain and suffering, specifically the bourgeois. Yes. (laughs) All right. So what's your first law? Okay. First First, first lock um, is everyone knows uh, the bit of also if you don't listen to if you don't watch Succession or I feel like I'm going to make a lot of specific references to the show and maybe spoil some things on accident. So if you haven't watched and plan on watching, I don't know. Don't listen to this. Anyways, uh, as we all know, the Roman and Jerry relationship was heating up in season two the weird mom son situation thing that they had going on little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think uh, it's going to escalate. They're going to get to a point where they're about to do the nasty and Shiv is going to walk in on them and it's going to be really weird and cause this whole weird, awkward sexual tension for the rest of the season. And Shiv's going to have this weird dirt on both of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can see and that happening. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, that whole thing, I just. It's weird. It's I know. so weird. It's so weird. Talk about the show not being, like, not being stress-free. Uh, yeah. That, whenever that stuff starts to happen, I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, it extends like shivers throughout my entire body. But I feel like shivers. the show's creators. Nice. Yeah. I feel like the, the creators of the show like, like doing that. They like making it like they, they throw in unnecessary sexual content from Roman, like the jerk off scene where it's just like, they're trying to gross you out. They're trying to fuck with us. Yeah. Right. When you said that, I almost asked which one I'm like, there's the jerk. Yeah. yeah there's there's so many, but him. that one was like, they didn't need that. There was parts of that that they certainly didn't need, and yet they put it in. So all-time uh, hard yeah. show to recommend to someone. Like I love the show, mm. love it so much. Yeah, <laughs> like I tried to get my dad to watch, 
And I'm like, I don't want to be accountable yeah. for the disgusting things that you're going to watch. Like, I just, I just, I just like the show. She, I just told my mom she wouldn't like it oh, when, good call. when asked. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Well, I can see yeah. that happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had something similar, but less specific. Uh, also okay. involving Shiv and ruining things is that mm. I feel like Tom is going to get just absolutely ruined. I don't know in what sense, but mm-hmm. his marriage, his just like position in the company, just everything. Yeah. I can really see him taking it like down the throat, but in, yeah. in everything this season, like this yeah. is the beginning of the end. Yeah. See, I, totally agree that actually even sets up one of my other locks which i feel like yours is more of a metaphorical to my uh literal but i feel like someone's gonna die oh like i feel i feel like they i feel like they kill off characters or like their idea of killing off characters is them just like total fall from grace lose their job lose their whatever blah 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 all that stuff I don't know if they'll actually like literally kill someone, but my lock was someone's going to die. Well, that perfectly translates into another one I had, which kind of makes me think maybe we should have checked each other's yes, <laughs> for this. Because my exact lock was that Kendall's going to kill, Kendall's going to murder someone again. Whoa. Murder someone. Oh, and yeah. I don't mean like. Oh, like, I guess I forgot about, I did forget about the guy that Kendall murdered. He yeah. was just a side character though. So that's what I was gonna I say. Guess like, my I guess think, my think... thinking was a more real person, like a more real character. Yeah. Well, so but that's the thing though. I'm gonna add, I'm just gonna tack this on to my prediction here. My lock is that it's not gonna be like involuntary manslaughter, like it's not gonna be like some accidental thing that happens. Like Kendall's it's gonna, gonna like, be murder. go out and murder someone. Like okay, yeah. I like so that. I don't know if it's gonna be another like one that. of the main characters. I could see it being like, you know another company that they're like trying to acquire or something like that but connor yeah nice uh well that's a good one uh i feel like we were pretty aligned here in our general thinking of our season three predictions so this third lock is are we gonna say the exact same one again go go ahead but what if we say it at the same time (laughs) all right let's do it okay Okay. All right. Three, three two, one. Two, one. Logan <laughs> Cousin shits on Craig the is going to do something. What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, we, we I didn't said say Logan. I said Logan is going to shit on the ground. It's because in the season one, in the very opening mm-hmm. scene, Piston. he pees on the ground. Yeah. This is, it's going to be a little callback, but it's going to be, it's going to represent the step forward in his mental decline. He's just going to shit on the ground. Yeah. I was going to say, is that like a, like act of dominance or like a senile thing? Like he's getting old senile pooping senile. Yeah. Yeah. That they show that they show his, his mental decline with him just, you know, peeing or pooping or whatever. And that's the, the showcases yeah yeah yeah. i think they mentioned that one of the film classes i took Mm -hmm, the the old step from pissing on a floor to shitting on a floor Mm -hmm. is a 
as a metaphor in modern film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So what was yours? What was yours? Cousin Greg is going to do something. Do something big. Do something big. Oh. It's not very specific, but just like take charge. Because I feel like he, you know, obviously with like the whole cruise ship thing in the first couple seasons, sorry, spoilers. That kind of like was something small he did that ended up being like the crux of the entire show so far. Season three, he's going to like up the ante even more. He's just going to play some absolutely massive role in how everything goes down. I I completely agree. I also, uh, I've, Succession, I feel like that's actually like a really good lock. Like, there hasn't been a lot of shows that I've watched before where I like actually read like articles with like interviewing all the actors and like preview and like reviews and things like that. I usually just watch a show and then forget about it. I don't really care like into the inner workings of the characters, like how the actors think, blah, 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 all that stuff. Are you going to say that you read the New York that? Times article with Cousin Greg? Where Greg, yes. I read that. Cousin Greg, yes, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Damn. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's a pretty good one because I feel like they, they've been hinting at it. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, that's kind of insane that we both read that exact same thing. But yeah, how also yeah. like... Yeah, he's going to do something big. Also, how he is like who we all, how we all would feel if we were in this situation. Like, I feel like he's kind of just yeah. like stammering his way through this. Learning but, as he goes, but the trade, how to fuck people over. Exactly. Exactly. Get to the top. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, let's keep tabs on this. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. We can recap at the end of the season. We can uh, just update about the season, see how our predictions do here. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone, if anyone on like that MGM or DraftKings or anything, if they've seen those lines for what we've said specifically, just let us know. We'll put yeah. some money on it. Yeah. Put 50 down for me on plus 500. Logan shitting on a floor, like minus yeah. 250. Kendall murdering someone in cold blood. Maybe parlay. Those. Oh, that's a strong favorite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Over under two and a half murders for Kendall. <laughs> Mm, okay yeah that's pretty good and that was uh talking locks succession edition i remember those days i had no rights i remember those days i had no sticks and that was our show thanks everybody for tuning in uh sticker stick around for next week's episode where we have an interview with the dump that logan roy took on the floor of the succession set so you'll want to tune in for that I was under the impression that we were talking about John Gruden. So, oh, was, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's. Yeah, I guess just, he's not going to want to come on, huh? No, no. I, I don't know if I have the journalistic integrity think, to even speak with him. Look, I don't think we should have him on. Uh, no? I think we're going to go out, come out and say it. He, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I don't think we should have him on. All right, well, stick around next week when we talk to the shit that Logan takes on the ground. All right, cool. All right, fam, peace. Peace and love. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you got to do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now.
Because maybe Because maybe